Hello, and welcome to Talk to Me. I am your host, Max Ernst. And I'm Katie Ernst. And this is the podcast where we talk to you about things that talk to us, like Alexa and Google Home and Siri and all that fun stuff. So we'll start the show with discussing our question of the bye week from last bye week, which was, is now the time for Facebook to launch a voice device? Now, as far as we know, as of the taping of this, there were no comments on our website about this. Therefore, we have no answers to this to discuss. I do discuss. have to say, however, though, that there were people that tweeted at us, not about this, about other things that we said in the last episode, but at least there are people listening and telling us we're wrong about things. So I do appreciate that, at least. Yes, that's that's good. But we have no answers to this question. But there was actually news that was made in relationship to this question um, during the time period in which this aired and which we are recording this, which is that Facebook has not exactly announced, but sources are reporting that Facebook has pulled all of its uh, proposed smart devices that it was going to demo at its developer conference in May um, because of all of the privacy concerns and issues they've been having recently. And um, while I have nothing to add about that news or pseudo news um i do have to say i was listening to this week in voice last week and brad metrock was talking to his guests who are both from witlingo i forget their names to be honest but they all were agreeing with one another that facebook is is very like untrustworthy and that it's terrible how all they care about is taking people's data and you know blah 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 they shouldn't get in on this and I am like super angry at Facebook recently and annoyed with them just as everyone else in the world is pretty much. But for some reason when there are three people all talking about how crappy Facebook is, I don't know if it's just me being like, I, I just have to disagree with people all the time, like I'm being disagreeable or, or what, but I was like, everything they said it's like well all of that could just as equally apply to amazon because they kept going on about how like all facebook cares about is getting your data and they're just going to use all of your data or or forget about amazon like google my gosh like all google cares about is taking all of your data like yeah facebook has some high profile whoopsies in terms of you know giving the election to somebody who's completely unqualified for instance but like it's not like google really cares that much more they they also just want to take all of your data to make money off of it i mean it's not like facebook is especially evil what do you think max no i think part of the issue with facebook is that as opposed to google is that facebook because it's a social network and it's designed around you seeing your friends and interacting with people you know it makes it feel a lot more invasive what they did or what they've been doing. And like the idea that, yeah, they created this platform that to mine you for data by connecting you with your friends where you talk with them and you share your pictures and you do things with people, you know, or at least pseudo know seems a lot more diabolical in a way. Whereas Google, you're going onto Google to search for things. Google is much more of like a, amorphous entity that you don't you don't even think about the fact that everything you put into the google bar they are keeping and keeping track of and showing you the crazy ads that you never knew you wanted to see but i think what your point is and i think i i take it that which is if you search for 
like new mattress on Google, you're not shocked when the next time you search Google, there are mattress ads. Right. Because you figure that Google is like wanting to serve you mattresses right. when you search for them and now they're serving you mattresses, but in a sidebar. Whereas on Facebook, if you're having like a Facebook Messenger conversation with your friend in which you say like, hey, I'm interested in buying a new mattress, which they claim, I, I think that they don't do this, but it feels like they do. And then you see like mattress ads in the sidebar. You're like, what? I was having a conversation with my friend and like now you're, it seems much much creepier yes it's much more yeah so it, it feels like that's a problem and then it doesn't help that facebook's response to all of this has been like well we were just too idealistic or we were just trying to build a platform where people could connect and make the world a better place and or like or, or both both facebook and twitter did this actually like first it was like oh only this n many accounts were you know, hacked or well, no, nothing happened them. at first. We played no role and we didn't know anything about what was happening. Right. And then, and then it was like a hundred thousand yeah. and then it was a few million and then it was 50 million. And now it's like 97 million. And now, now it's like a third of Americans or something. And it's like, eh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Okay. Facebook has a lot worse problems than Google and Amazon. I agree. But to the extent that your criticism is that all they care about you is to get your data so that they can give it to advertisers. That is equally true for google yes absolutely google is just better at not having bad media about it right well and you can look at amazon and their goal is not even for advertisers they just want your data so they can sell you more stuff themselves right like it's all it's to get the money back in their pocket it's almost like in a capitalistic <laughs> society every company just wants to make money in a way right it's weird how that is right and that's just the world you have to live in but there is you want people to, in one sense, acknowledge that that's what they're doing when they pretend like they're not doing that. I guess my problem is the only thing that I want to say, and then we can wrap this up, is that with Facebook, I mean, there are there's a lot of blame to go around with Facebook and a lot of negative things that can be said about Facebook. But I've been hearing a lot of things recently that are saying Facebook is bad for these reasons. And so they shouldn't have a voice, you know, commer or, you know, just a voice uh, system because of these negative things about them. But all of those same criticisms could be levied against Amazon. It could be levied, levied against Google. And so if your issue is that you don't trust a company who only cares about your data, then maybe you should turn your Google home off too. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's my only point, which no. I don't think you should do. I think voice assistants are great, but I'm just saying that like, the entire reason this podcast exists is yeah. because we actually find these very interesting, but but at the you, same token, like there, you know, maybe regulation needs to be happening to all of them. And it's not just like a Facebook centric uh, issue. Yeah. It's almost as if you read the outline for today's show and knew it was going to come up next on the discussion. I actually didn't. I, <laughs> I was supposed to, but I didn't read it. Okay. What's the next thing? Well, because this, this moves into the discussion about Amazon and Google's um, efforts to find out more information about you through their various devices. There was an article in the New York Times this week, and by that this week I mean the week, uh, the first week of April, about um, depending on when you're listening to this, that um, both Amazon and Google have filed various patent applications, and tech companies file patent applications all the time um, for things that may or may not ever come into existence. But they filed a number of applications that are interesting in terms of the realm of privacy invasion and what they're listening <laughs> to so uh one of the examples is i think it's google um filed an application that would 
allow them to use an algorithm that ties their various, you know, home products together um, to, and the algorithm would basically allow them to find mischief is how it was phrased. So it could basically like pinpoint, oh, there's no noises coming from this area of the house. There's noises coming from this area. It's possible your kids are up to something. Well, that sounds awesome. I didn't read this. That's awesome. Yes. It's really, the-, the mischief thing should be like, normally there is this amount of noise coming from your children and suddenly they're quiet. Right. We yeah, now I mean, suspect that your children are like, you know, ripping up all your toilet paper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Check this room out. Yeah. Um, because uh, we have no devices in there to listen, therefore. But, I, I haven't um, read that. That's pretty cool, actually. You know? Yeah. That's, anyway, go on. What, well, are, what are the scary well, things? Well, then there's the... Um, uh, that they're, you know, through one of their devices that has a screen or a camera or a camera specifically is, is watching you. And they see on the floor, there's uh, the example was you have a Will Smith t-shirt. And so now Google starts sending ads to you through your various devices that are Google enabled, including your phone and whatnot um, for products that are related to Will Smith. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. Are there people who have Will Smith t-shirts? That's why I brought it up because I thought that example was very bizarre. <laughs> Because I don't know who has those I mean, anymore, if ever. I mean, I, I've been to a New Kids on the Block concert in the last five years, and I bought a New Kids on the Block t-shirt because I found it incredibly like retro and hilarious. But they don't lay on my floor. They're like in a box somewhere labeled like t-shirts from concerts that are funny or something like that. Right. I don't wear I, them around town. Well, yes. But... If you left them out on the floor, now Google would think you own New Kids on the Block. Um, but the idea That's is that they're, they're like though. watching you and sort of like trying to figure out what it is that you are interested in by watching you at your house as opposed to, I mean, yeah, I don't to like a certain extent, they're already doing that. You like watch a lot of Will Smith videos on YouTube. <laughs> and so they're going to start showing you a lot of Will Smith products, which again, I don't know that there are a lot of Will Smith based <laughs> products or why this was the example in the article, but they kind of are already doing that. I mean, a lot of your entertainment and whatnot is coming already through Google-enabled applications. Um, well, okay. This is slightly off topic, but this is something that I feel like anyone listening to this podcast needs to think about. And especially if you're from Google, they really need to think about this. So, okay. Let's say that you go on Google and you search for mattresses and then you buy one and you have one being sent to your house. Once you've bought a mattress, you don't need additional mattresses. (laughs) I mean, like, maybe you have bunk beds, but you probably would have bought those both mattresses at the same time. But, like, no. Like, once you've bought a mattress, you don't need additional mattresses. Why is it showing me so many additional mattresses? However, once you bought a mattress, you may need sheets. You may need pillow shams. You may need... I don't know, like tents that go on your bed that make you feel like you're camping, but you're not because it's on your bed. Like there's lots of things that they could be serving you ads for. Why don't they serve you ads for things that go along with the thing that you bought as opposed to the same thing you already just bought? I have no idea. That is a question for Google. And I feel like before they start spying on me in my house and see my Will, t- my, 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 my Will Smith t-shirts that... I'm pretending like I don't own and don't have strewn about my house. So as the listeners won't look down on me, like before they start looking at all of my Will Smith t-shirts, I wish they would just start, you know, advertising things that are what I like adjacent. Yes. Like, for example, you should, you are clearly in need of Carlton t-shirts. 
Yes, or, um, exactly. You already Uncle have Phil the, t-shirts. You, you already, already have, have the, the Will Smith, Smith t-shirt. t-shirt. So you don't need Will Smith like. You need the DJ Jazzy Jeff pajama pants. Yes. Why exactly? Why are you serving me ads for the thing I already own? You should be serving me ads for the things that are like the thing that I already own that I might want. Yes. Yes. That is a side note. Okay, moving on. Um, but the the Amazon one from the article is actually the the creepiest of them all, I think. Um, which is that they would have a a device that would always be listening to you, and they called it a or the article calls it a voice sniffer algorithm that basically would be triggered by when you said certain words, like their examples here are love, bought, and dislike. And then when it hears that, it would like sort of make a record of it to know, and then the words around it, so it would know what you've said you like, bought, or dislike. So then it can then, again, when you go onto Amazon, start serving you up things related to things you it heard you say you like or bought in the past. I wish the listeners could see my face because... Let's assume that that works perfectly. That's creepy as F. Like, it's just creepy. But also, Alexa's not great at a lot of things. Same with Google Assistant. And one thing she's not good at is sarcasm. So, like, imagine you were talking to your spouse and your spouse is like, oh, like, Max all the time is like, hey, Katie, you want something ridiculous that no person would ever want? And then I'm like, yeah, Max, that sounds great. I would love that. Like, and now Alexa is trying to, like, sell me this horrible whatever thing Max just suggested. That sounds like a terrible idea. Usually some sort of fish topped with cheese. Or what if you have it in your bedroom? Okay, yeah. let's not even get into the specifics of that. But imagine whatever is, like, happening in your bedroom. And now, like, Grandma's over to visit. And, you know, it's like, Alexa's like, ching, let me tell you. Like, let me suggest the bubble. And, and now Grandma is dead. Alexa killed grandma because she's so horrified by what Alexa is suggesting you might love. Or, just saying. or you go to grandma's and you. Why are you doing see? that at grandma's? No, you're oh, not oh, doing you it. You see what grandma loves. Yeah. Yes. Either way, not acceptable. Grandma is technologically advanced and has enabled Alexa in her bedroom. <laughs> and you are now aware of everything she likes in her bedroom. Yeah, no. Super creepy. Don't like it. I don't know why. No, they should never do that. Ever. 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 They may be going to. They filed patents that do that in theory. Okay. So, but again, it's sort of what do you, whether or not any of this comes to pass is another matter, but just the idea of the things they're looking into and where this could be going is kind of creepy and, but kind of necessary in some ways. It's not necessary. It's just creepy. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. The reason I say it's potentially necessary is that our next topic of conversation is the limits of voice as they are now and as what needs to happen in the future that's true okay so i don't know i mean i know vaguely where max is going again i was supposed to have like read our outline i didn't do it but um in order for any voice assistant whether it be google assistant alexa siri whomever to really understand what you're talking about she needs to really get to know you personally and she's not going to be able to really get to know you unless she listens to you all the time now i think that her then serving up ads for anything you say i love x for is a terrible idea that will lead to very negative consequences but while people may not like the idea of a personal assistant listening to them all the time like it is necessary i mean i mean even just from like a human to human perspective when you first start dating someone and your your new paramour is trying to think of a word 
okay, Max is making a face. I know that's like a lawyery word. Like your new girlfriend or boyfriend is like, um, like trying to think of a word that they can't think of. It, it and, and then your like new boyfriend or girlfriend like tries to like insert the word for you. And it's like never the right word because they don't know you well enough. Like they don't know the word that you're looking for. That was like me and Max for the first like seven years of our marriage. But in the last few years, um, when I'm looking for a word, Max, more often than not, can actually figure out what it is I'm trying to say because he knows me well enough. And it's the same thing with a voice assistant. I mean, like in order for AI to really be able to understand you, to understand what you want, what you're talking about, it's going to have to get to know you. Well, the only way it's going to be able to get to know you is if it's listening to you all the time. Right. And to a certain extent, it needs to know a lot of what you've done in the past, a lot of what you've mentioned in the past, a lot of what you've talked about just in general when you're not talking to her to serve you up things that are accurate. It's sort of why, why Google is so good at what it does, especially if you use Chrome as your search device, because it keeps track of all that information to then know to serve it up to you. It knows what you're looking at and knows things you spend a lot of time on, and therefore it can serve that information up to you. At this point, you know, Alexa and Google Home and whatnot are not listening to you constantly, so they don't know all that. That's and why so the things they kind of... serve up to you aren't always accurate and always, you know, useful to you. Right. That's what I was gonna say. That's why it kind of annoys me when people complain about, you know, how creepy Facebook is and how, you know, creepy you know, the idea of Alexa knowing things about you is because the same people who say that are the same people who talk about how great Google is and how like great their search, you know, engine is. And it's like, well, their search engine is so good because they have so much data. Like the the reason that it can understand what you want is because it has like crunched so much data, not about just you, but about a lot of other people. And so you need these companies to a certain degree to have a ton of data about a lot of people and you specifically in order to be able to serve you with things that you want. I think the problem is when you get into advertising because people love it when Google is using their data to understand them better, to give them what they want when they're not trying to sell them something. But then when they're trying to sell them something, it's suddenly very creepy, but that's how they make money. And until you start paying for Google and Gmail and YouTube and all of these other things. If you're not paying for the product, you're the product. So get over it. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, and one of the things that made us think of this was there was a Twitter stream uh, by Kathy Pearl, who's a voice uh, UX uh, user experience uh, maestro. That's a good that's word way for it. it. I like it. Um, anyway, there's a Twitter stream that she has where she uh, videotapes her 105 year old grandmother. 104 year old grandmother uh, using Alexa and in the video you can watch it but basically the grandmother asks what am I having for dinner and well let me just set up because Kathy Pearl put an Alexa in front of her or you know an echo in front of her grandmother and said you can ask this thing anything and so she was curious to see what her you know elderly grandmother would ask and rather than doing what you know, I guess like younger people would do is like, what's the weather like, whatever. She asked a lot of questions that were very personal to herself that you or I would realize that Alexa would have no way of knowing. But that was kind of the first thing that she went to. So then Kathy Pearl was thinking about how with elderly people, that may be where their mind goes and how you could maybe program these types of assistants better to give better answers. But anyway, go on. Yeah. And anyways, she, so she asked the question of what am I having for dinner? And eventually through the video alexa starts trying to give her ideas to have for dinner uh she gives her like a, a lasagna recipe that takes like three hours to make and something else and it's like 
that's useless information because you don't know if she likes lasagna. You don't know if this woman is going to spend three hours making a lasagna by scratch. Um, well, and and as so, it is, she probably lives in some sort of like home for the elderly where they are making her dinner. So she's not right. asking you like, what should I make for dinner? She's asking you, what am I having for dinner? Right. Which is very different. Right. Which, you know, there may be someday a voice assistant at the living facility that she can be, what's for dinner? Or what am I having for dinner? And the assistant would know because it plans out their meals for them as part of their internal thing. But that's the idea is Alexa. Anyway, the point being that Alexa can't. She doesn't understand all of those contextual clues because she doesn't know much about you or yeah. doesn't know anything about you. And in order for her, I mean, eventually, yes, we can program, you You know, the 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 the, the home for the elderly could program in the meals and they could program in this or that. But at some point, even that's going to be limited. Right. In order for your voice assistant to really understand you and what you mean, it's really going to have to listen to you all the time to get to know you. Right. And if you're not comfortable with that, that's fine. But then your voice assistant is always going to be crappy. Right. Because unlike your browser history, where assuming you're not you know, always doing something where you're erasing it, um, your Google always kind of knows what it is you're doing um, and has some vague idea of your likes and dislikes that it develops over time. Whereas unless something's listening to you all the time, it's not going to know because it's only going to know things when you ask it. Our next segment is uh, going to discuss something new that was announced this week. That is that Amazon Prime offers a discount for persons on medical assistance, food stamps, and any other kind of public assistance similar to that. Correct. Um, Katie knows more about this, so she's going to explain more of it. So I, I, I saw this announcement, and then I saw a number of articles talking about this announcement. And very, well, I mean, some of the announcements, some of the articles were, you know, positive. Some of the articles were rather rude or ignorant, I guess you could say. Basically, what the, what the announcement is is right now, if you pay for Prime monthly, typically you pay. I think it's $14 a month. And with this new program, if you qualify for Medicaid or food stamps or public assistance, then you can get Prime for $6 a month. And so obviously that's a huge savings. But also it's it's even a savings over the current yearly price because I'm maybe not doing the math price correctly, but I, I know that this is correct, that the typical yearly price is $99 a year. And if you have medical assistance, then it works out to be like about $74 a year, I believe it is. So it's obviously a benefit. But so there are, and it's very easy to sign up, by the way. So if you're listening to this and you, if you receive any of those, you just, it just Google, and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, but you can just Google Prime Medicaid and, you know, you'll, a, a website will come up from Amazon and you just click on something and, and it literally just tells you to take a picture of your Medicaid card or of your um, assistance card. And if you upload that, boom, you then you get this um, uh, discount for your prime. But the thing that I uh, chafe at is this idea of people saying like, well, if you're so poor, why are you buying something from Amazon? And my answer is like sevenfold, but okay, let's let's go down the list. Number one, if you're so poor, of course you should be buying things from Amazon because they're cheaper than buying them from other places. And so that's exactly who needs to be buying things from Amazon, number one. Number two, many people who are on Medicaid 
are disabled, for instance. And so, yeah, it's awesome for people who are disabled for packages to come to their door so they don't have to leave their house. Number three, if you're poor, you're significantly more likely to live in a food desert, which means in a location in which there is no nearby grocery store. So this is great because now you can buy groceries through Amazon and have them delivered to your house. That's awesome. Number four, I read an article a while back that was talking about a woman who was paying for some food um, in line at the grocery store with uh, WIC checks, but it's kind of like food stamps, essentially. And she was doing so because she is a um, foster foster parent. Because when you're a foster parent, you partially get paid by WIC checks and food stamps. And there was a woman behind her in line who was huffing and puffing and acting really nasty because she thought that the woman in front of her was some sort of freeloader or a taker or whatever and being super nasty. And and the woman wanted to say to her, look, you know, I get this because I am not just not only am I not taking from society, I'm helping society by being a foster parent. But then she realized that, no, why should she say something like that? Because there's nothing wrong with people who receive food stamps otherwise or who receive WIC otherwise and why should you be so nasty towards somebody and you know what the vast majority of people in this country who receive food stamps or WIC work the vast majority of people in this country who receive Medicaid work the reason they receive those benefits is because they just make so little money and their employer doesn't offer them health insurance and so for instance um, I work for the county and I'm an attorney and I graduated in the top 3% of my class. If you knew anything about law awards and, you know, honors in law school, I could list all of mine and you would be like, wow, that's super impressive. So it's not like I work for the county because I can't work for anywhere else. I'm doing that because I want to be a prosecutor. I want to put rapists in jail. I want to put murderers in jail. And I was recently notified that I'm actually eligible for the state to supplement my health insurance, which is technically through Medicaid, because I make so little money because I am purposefully choosing to make little money so that I can do good things rather than being some sort of soul-sucking attorney and then for someone to look down on me because I'm getting my $25 discount on Prime makes me want to punch somebody in the face. So that's my rant for the week and I just thought you would like to hear it. I enjoyed hearing it. So (laughs) Thank you. That's. I mean, if I didn't enjoy it, then we probably would have to cut this. <laughs> but we'll probably leave it in. Yeah, okay, okay. But moving on. Moving on. The uh, next thing we're going to talk about is our skill of the week. And that's not right. Our spotlight skill. That's the name of the segment. There you go. Skill spotlight. Um, anyway, the spotlight skill of the bye week is uh, Black 12, uh, which is a game available on Alexa. And do you want to describe it or do you want me to describe it? Uh, you can describe it. Okay. The game is very simple. It's basically blackjack uh, or 21, but with dice and the number 12 instead. So to back up and give you a better description, it's uh, the goal is there's the, the, the players start. That was a plenty good description. You don't need it. Yeah. Anyway, the basic idea is that your dice are rolled via the Alexa. You try to get to 12. You go over 12, you bust, you play against Alexa, who is the dealer. Um, We played it on the, echo show um which 
was fine. So the game is fine. It's very, you know, it's very easy to follow. It's very um, entertaining. Well, you can play it for a while, that, oh, but sorry. you want to say something? I was just going to say that the game is created by Florian Holland, and it was actually just um, featured in the German Alexa store. He is actually a German developer, and he's made a number of games. And yeah, this one's it has sound effects like you like when you roll the dice, you hear the dice rolling. It's I think it would be especially good if you're playing it on a traditional Echo device, which you know m- most people have. Not that many people have an Echo Show. Do you mind if I explain the Echo Show issue? No. Um. So basically, the Echo Show issue, which is not the developer's issue, this is just the way that it's Amazon, a limitation of the show, right? Is that Alexa starts telling you like, oh, you rolled a this and a that. Well, it's already showing you everything that you've rolled on the screen. So if you're looking at the screen, you're like, yeah, I already know that. Why are you telling me this thing that I already see? Well, the reason that that is, is the way it is when you program one of these things. You can't have that image show up later. It has to show up at the very beginning. So then it becomes a little bit redundant. So um Anyway, if you're playing it on a regular Alexa, it's very fun. It's it's again, it's just like blackjack, except you're trying to go to twelve instead of going to twenty one, and you're playing with dice instead of cards. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, and it's a very simple game to play, very easy to play with children. Um, so we recommend it, but yeah, that's why it's that, our spotlight skill of the week. That's right. No, it's fun. Like there are, it's hard to make a really fun game using just voice and that's definitely one that you can play yeah and you can play it for a while you can, and you can keep coming back to it because it's not it doesn't change right i mean it remembers how much money you have because you start out with a certain amount of money and then you can bet that but i mean it doesn't change in the sense of like the rules don't change or anything. right yeah. um but yeah i guess what actually what i meant to say was not that it doesn't change but that um you're not stuck like in the same thing because there's some things where like it doesn't change in the sense of like a certain choose your own adventures in games it's always the same story and there's only like three paths you can go on. So you get bored with it after a while. Like the game is always the, it's a game just like you would play solitaire or something. Like it's always there. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Um, so I don't know. There was one more thing you wanted to rant about. I didn't know if you wanted to go on that rant. Oh, okay. Well, this is a brief rant. No, we don't. I don't need to rant about that. Forget that. Are you sure? You have like two minutes left. If anyone wants to know what I would have ranted about, then they can tweet me about it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then I guess that brings us to our question of the bye week. Do you have an idea for a question that we elicited from this show? Well, I would just wonder what other people think about the idea of Google Home, Alexa, whomever, listening to them all the time. Okay. And whether they are willing to sacrifice their privacy for her actually understanding them okay so are you willing to sacrifice a little bit of privacy to have alexa know more about what you want well when you put it that way it doesn't okay yeah that's the question okay um well that is all for this week um again i'm your host max and i'm katie and (laughs) this is talk to us on uh voice first fm it's talk to me what i did it again (laughs) okay (laughs) And this is Talk To Me on Voice First FM. So please uh, rate us in Apple iTunes and Google Play and anywhere else you found us. Yep. It really helps. And please do that. So, yeah, that's all. Anyway, have a good bye week. Bye.